When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to another episode of Two Old Bloggers with Darren Campbell and myself, Dave Stefano. Exclusively on Vikings First and Skull. In this episode, we discuss the Vikings' decision to start Nick Mullins and how it's going to impact their playoff chances. We analyze the reasons behind the collapse of the Vikings' defense and preview the upcoming game against the Lions. Join us for our analysis, hopefully some engaging discussion, and all the latest news on your Minnesota Vikings. So let's dive in. All next on Vikings First and Skull presents This Week in Vikings Land with Darren and Dave, your two old bloggers. Hey, everybody. I'd like to welcome everybody in the chat. We see you there. From Mr. Bob Sweet to Gary to Justin hopping in. Chuck, it's good to see you as well. The good and wonderful Raymond. And we have, of course, the beautiful Miss Mary. And Nighttime Mime, good to see you back. Or either that or this is the first time you've been on. I've seen your name around the Vikings land times before. But... We are getting ready to start this show. But first, as normal, how are things in the great white north, Darren? Cold, Dave. Minus 31 today or something like that. We've hit the deep, finally hit the deep freeze. None of this minus three, minus four stuff. Celsius, we're going into like normal weather. So, uh, cold enough to kill the mosquitoes. Yes, sir. Ain't around now. (laughs) (laughs) No. Well, we titled this one, Let's Do This, Vikings. We didn't answer exactly what this is, but we'll find out. It's week 18, the final week of the regular season, and our Minnesota Vikings go off to what we had hoped would be a battle for the division title, but alas, it is not. And... So we head off to the Lions with our pride, and let's see if we can pull out the smallest chance and a whole bunch of things fall in our favor to get in the playoffs. If not, we look forward to the draft. But let's get it started. 
Theme Let's one. do it. The starter. Yeah, uh, this has become a, a weekly topic on the show, Dave. <laughs> like, uh, Vikings are starting so-and-so this week. The Vikings are bench so-and-so, and they're starting so-and-so. So he's back. Nick Mullins, your starter, but named your starter this week for the Vikings. Uh, I'm trying to sort of get myself positioned here on the, uh, better on the, the screen. But anyway, uh, Mullins is starting. Um for the Vikings, uh, Kevin O'Connell made the decision to go with him instead of uh, and bench Jaron Hall. Um, you know, they, so I wanted to talk about that a little Way bit because go, it feels like, Yeah, thanks, Jonathan. Uh, I, th- I think is that um, just trying to wonder, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. I get the decision to do that. You got, you still have earned contention for a playoff spot. And I think based on the three quarterbacks that are on the Vikings roster right now, um, uh, even though Mullins has got his issues, he's probably the guy that this offense will hum the best with him in there, uh, based on the you know the offensive scheme system that that Kevin O'Connell has in place. Um, so I understand it, but um, you know, I do have some questions about it. I, I do kind of wonder uh, what uh, the Vikings are really going to be. What they're are they are they accomplishing much much by doing this anyway, Dave and. Um, Looking at when you, when you go with Mullins, um, you know last week I was in support of of them starting Jaron Hall in that game. I thought I and I think a lot of Vikings fans out there were like, "Now's the time uh, to get Hall in there and see if you can." You know, we were all fed up with the turnovers that Dobbs and, and Mullins were were producing at quarterback. And you know, I think myself, I just wanted to see, okay, can Hall be careful with the ball? and still move the offense effectively enough that gives us a chance to win because Nick Mullins was not playing winning football because of the interceptions he was throwing. Uh, so try Hall, see if he could turn the ball over zero or, or less, and again, still get the, the Vikings offense moving. And I thought that that would be a better opportunity, give the Vikings a better chance to win. Well, early on in the game against that team from Wisconsin, it was pretty clear that he wasn't ready. Uh, he played tentatively. I think the play calling, he didn't look confident. I think the play calling was pretty tentative too, pretty pretty careful with him. And he fell flat on his face. And he, and so gets benched after a half. They, O'Connell turned to Mullins to provide the spark to the offense, see if they could somehow, some way, get in back in that game against uh, Green Bay in the second half. Um, didn't work. And even if Mullins had been played, completely lights out it wouldn't work because the defense couldn't stop any couldn't stop the packers so uh that that was a problem too but still uh that's how they went you know okay i understand that um however uh, i wonder what are we getting what are we accomplishing by starting mullins tomorrow they're gonna lose anyway the, the vikings i mean yeah it might be more uh mullins is is you know, again, the, I think the offense is going to function better. He's going to throw a lot. He's going to complete a fair amount of passes, hopefully all of them to the Vikings and not to the Lions. Uh, he's going to, you know, drive, you know, pass for a gobs of passing yardage. Um, you know, maybe the, the best thing out of this is that maybe he gets Jordan Addison and Justin Jefferson. They both get over a thousand yard receiving. I think that's the main thing that we're going to accomplish tomorrow, but we're, I think we're still going to lose based on playing a motivated Detroit team with the injuries we have, with the issues that we have, and we're going to get into that later. Uh, But uh, I think very little, your chances of making the playoffs are so slim. You, you put up the scenarios up there that really, I don't think Nick Mullins, I understand it, but I'm not thinking it's, it's best for 2024, which is what where I'm looking at things right now, Dave. And I think that, hey, uh, I said last week, we had to be prepared starting Hall that things might get ugly, and they did. And and I was kind of, as painful as it was, I was like, I think we got to stick with Hall for the entire game. And, and just, and I think in this game, uh, in a real live game against a team that's going to try, they're going to play their starters, uh, you know, I think that, it was worthwhile starting Hall again. Um, Nick Mullins is a guy who is not the future for the Vikings. He is a 
uh, he's he's signed next year, but I think that he's got no guaranteed money. So they could cut him next year, trade him whatever, and and there's no uh, no no guaranteed money there. So he's not your you know what kind of quarterback he is. You know what he does well. You know what he doesn't do well. Hall is the guy, at least right now, one of the guys that I think we should be investing more time in. And I think I'd like to see him again in this last game of the year. Okay, let's see how he responds mentally. Can he bounce back mentally from like a really disastrous first, uh, second start uh, where he gets benched at halftime? Uh, Can he rebound from that mentally? Can he play, go into the next game against a, a pretty good Detroit team and play better than that? And, you know, how does he handle that benching? How does he handle the adversity? How does he handle the in-game stuff? If you tell him, Jaron, you're going to be in there the whole game, doesn't matter how badly you do or how goodly, how good you do, you're going to stay in there. So how does he deal with that? And that if things don't go well for him, does he improve as the game goes on? Does he make adjustments? How does he lead the team for a full game? Those are all things that I think uh, it's, it's time to start getting tape from him on that over a full game not just a couple of series and um, start forming some, getting some data so you can start getting some answers to those questions uh, because Jaron Hall, I think is going to be on the team next year and probably 2025 too. So it's time to start getting some answers about what kind of quarterback he can be. Uh, and that is going to be delayed now because you're starting Nick Mullins with the slimmest of slimmest of chances of making the playoffs. Uh, it's going to be delayed until 2024. It looks like, and I don't think it's the right move. Dave, uh, your thoughts? Well, when it comes to Jaron Hall, they do see him in practice, and there is something to be said about that. Uh, Kevin O'Connell does see him, so they do know, should know where his progress is. Yes, I would like to have seen him in a full game, but they were quick to pull the hook because they're trying to win football games. I think that's the reason they selected... um, Mullins over Hall or even Dobbs, because some of us were talking about Dobbs may be the one they select, uh, put up yep. there so that they can, um, you know, get him now that he's settled down for a month and he's got more of the stuff in there, see what he can do, or at least showcase him to his next team as a backup. Because they may be trying to decide between Dobbs and and Mullins next year. Who knows? How that's going yeah. to go? Um, I um, go ahead. It's just they went with Mullins, as we know, and I think it's to give them, in their minds, their best chance to win the game, which falls in the three percent, three and a half percent chance of the playoff scenario. And if they win the game, then they move up to six percent, and then you got to base. You need the other two losses, and then, however, the either or on the last two to squeak in, to back in. And I think they are saying all the right things, showing all the right things to do that. Whether they plan on actually doing that is a whole different story when we get to injury page and how they're treating some of the players. I don't know. But to show that public face of we're trying to win, and they might be, we're trying to win, wink, wink, wink. Um, We're going to start Mullins. And the question is, I saw it early, you know, is he going to throw up three interceptions? You know, what's the over and under on interceptions? So it's going to be interesting to see whether they do. I would have liked to have seen Hall for sure. I wanted to see him progress through a bad start and go on see what he did in the second half, but they they yanked him just too quick. So Hall's going to wait till next year. Yeah. I, I th- the other thing, potentially, Dave, like, you know, maybe I'm just a cranky fan right now. And so, <laughs> hey, Steven, uh, I'm just a cranky fan right now. So, And maybe it one game doesn't make a whole hill of beans in Hall's development for next year. Um but I don't think it would hurt. But the other thing that may have happened, uh, and we don't know, is I think it would be something that a head coach would do. Is like maybe Kevin O'Connell was like, okay, do I start Hall? Do I start Mullins? Or even if Dobbs was in the picture, uh, maybe he's he's weighing the pros and cons of all of those things. And then he goes to his veterans and has a meeting with them and says, hey, guys, you know, here's what I'm thinking. 
uh, I'm thinking I want to start like I'm, I'm uh, there's some pros and cons to all three of these guys. Do you have a strong opinion on who we should start against Detroit considering we still want to make the playoffs? And maybe they said, coach us, it's got to be Nick Mullins. And so that was the clincher for, for Kevin O'Connell who said during the week that he thinks Nick Mullins is the guy that can move the, uh, the ball, move the offense the most effectively right now, uh, which makes sense. But again, maybe the vets, I, I would have got my vets. Uh, I would have at least given them the opportunity to air their thoughts on it and and get uh, and get get them to weigh in on this. And maybe they weighed in and thought said it's Mullins one hundred percent. I would assume so because he delayed announcing who until he could talk to the talk to the players, both in the yeah. quarterback room and in a bet the the v- key veterans that he queries on. Now, it is what it is. You know, people are saying, is O'Connell such a quarterback whisperer? Yeah. Gone with, you know, backups to backups to backups this season? Well, he did squeak out some wins with those backups. So, I don't know. You can debate it, it's, and it is debated. There is, uh, you know, some people say, well, look how good Kirk Cousins has been. Well, is that because of O'Connell? Or is that because of Kirk suddenly figured something out, you know, this late in his career? And... O'Connell did take Dobbs, win some games, did take Mullins, win a game. You know, could he have done it with Hall? Meh, we don't know. We'd never give him a full game. So, and as Aaron says, positive culture is a tricky in the line of work, and this line of work, sometimes you have to have some cojones. And yes, and sometimes you have to be that disciplinarian and that hardcore but I think players can play for any type of leader as long as they're consistent. And if yeah. they're not consistent, that's when problems start. And whether we're seeing consistency this year, we don't know. We won't know for a while. And that's, that's part of the problem. When you lose your starting quarterback, your season's over. Yes. Generally. It's rare that it's not. There's a few exceptions. 2017's one of them. But it is most of the time you lose your starting quarterback, you're done. Well, we got a little bit further than just done. We may <laughs> end up being done, but we got a, l- a lot further than anybody thought we would. And that has to reflect well on O'Connell. As much as we grouse and get frustrated over some of his decisions, he did win some games. We did not, you know, lose it out. We want a few more, so just three. So it is what it is. Well, that brings us to theme two, another problem. <laughs> Lots of problems. That's <laughs> what happens. Defense collapse. Yes, well, um, if you're looking at reasons why the Viking season has collapsed, um, like we, you were just talking about, Dave, when you lose your starter, season's usually over. And when you lose your starter and then you go through three backups, uh, the backup to the backup to the backup and then around again, um, like that's a problem. And and clearly the reason that the Viking season is where it is right now is because um, the back, you know, quarter the back, we're playing backup quarterbacks and backups to backups. And that usually doesn't go very well long term for teams. Backups usually they might have success for a game or two, like Josh Dobbs did, but eventually they show you who they are and they show why uh, they, <laughs> they are backups. backups. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, as teams get more more film and, and take away what they do well and and take advantage of the things that they don't do well, which sometimes are, are more than the things that they do do well. Um, so quarterbacks is a big problem for the Vikings, along with the injuries. But uh, the defense, particularly the last three games, hasn't helped very much, um, and. You know, let's look at this stat. In the last nine quarters, since the fourth quarter of the Cincinnati game against the Cincinnati Bengals, and and since then, the Vikings have given up 87 points in nine quarters. If you look at 19, I just took, it's a random number, but like 19 quarters before that, they'd given up 50, 50 points. 
Uh, and it, you know, so that's a quite a difference in, you know, and that goes stretches that 19 quarter stretches, stretches over five, almost six games. Well, it's um, 90 points in the last three games. So that's yeah. go ahead. Well, just, uh, I, I, the, uh, so if you're if you're looking at an, an more of an analytics, if you want some analytic stats on that, uh, ESPN's de- defensive efficiency ratings in weeks four to fourteen, when the Vikings' defense was like the talk of the town, uh, they were first in the league in defensive efficiency. So in weeks uh, fifteen to to seventeen. They are now dead last in the NFL in defense, mm-hmm. and they're fifteenth so, overall in the season. Yeah, um, so it, it, those just showing you how things have really slid badly the past three games. Uh, and so, what is what's you know why has that happened? Uh, I got a few theories. Going to run them out, and I think one of them is that um, in the past three games, uh, yeah, they've like they've played some pretty good offenses, particularly the last two games in that team from Wisconsin and Detroit. And then they're going to play Detroit again tomorrow. So, uh, and uh, so it would be expected that the Vikings defense was going to give up more points anyway, because you're playing better, better offenses, much better offenses than you were Mm -hmm. in that week four to 14, you know, when, when that stretch where we were, we won five uh, and, the defense again was the talk of the NFL. Well, we were playing a lot of offenses that really are mediocre to bad. Um, the Bears are surprisingly 14th in points scored this year. We we played them twice. Um, you had uh, the foul. You played. We played the Falcons. They're like 26th in points scored. Played the the Raiders. They're you know 24th in points scored. Uh, the you got to, played the New Orleans Saints. Um, even when we played the Packers, um, the, the Packers at on October 29th, when we played them the first time, were nowhere near. They're, they're right now they are 11th, I think, in points scored, so uh, pretty pretty good. Uh, but at that in October 29th, they were really really struggling. They were nowhere near the offense that they they are now. Uh, and in the last um, uh, five games, they've averaged 27 points a game. Uh, so. You played them. You played Detroit tri- twice. Uh, we had Cincy with Jake Brown Browning in there, so you know we should have done a little bit better than we did. But when offenses, the offenses that you face matter, and if you're playing really good offenses, uh, it's tougher for your defense to to keep up that high level of play. I think so. That's been one issue. Uh, I think another issue is that I think injuries have have had an impact and, and caught up with us. Uh, we spend a lot of time on here. Uh, especially lately, like we, I think we're all frustrated with Marcus Davenport and the fact that he doesn't seem to have the the uh, doesn't want to play. Motivation, <laughs> yeah, Desire. motivation is, is lacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all those things. Uh, but uh, and uh, when he played, which unfortunately was almost not at all this season, uh, when he does play, which is rarely, um, you know, he's a good pass rusher. He's a good player. He can make an impact. And so, not having him the whole season. Uh, has been a problem for the Vikings because um, they, he was supposed to be the other guy, the the the, the Zadarius Smith to Daniil Hunter this year, and we have not had him at all basically in the game, and I think that's really impacted the Vikings' pass rush, and it really impacts you because then you lo- lo- lost DJ Wanham against Detroit, so now. And this is not an edge uh, an edge rush unit that's got uh, a whole bunch of depth behind it. Other, so you got Daniel Hunter, and you don't have Wanham, you don't have Marcus Davenport. Where's your pass rush coming from? Well, we, we've been seeing it, um, and then it doesn't help. You lost Byron Murphy, who hasn't really been playing that well, but he's better than some of the other alternatives in there <laughs> that you that you got to put when he's out. He's gone been gone the last two games, not playing tomorrow either. And then again, you, you lost Wanham. Uh, so I think that the, the we had Jordan Hicks yeah, out for a while. Jordan Hicks out for a while, yeah. And uh, somebody's there is right. Yeah, Davenport, he's stealing the money this year, Dave. <laughs> Thirteen million dollars. Yeah, for so, two full games and two partials. Yeah. Uh, so when you are, the, the Vikings don't have a whole ton of depth on the defensive side of the ball, I think this year. So when you lose a few starters and their key starters, um, 
that's going to impact your defense. You can only do so much as a coach. I think, you know, another issue I think is that the, the league has as great as Brian Flores has been this year. I think the league has kind of figured out lately some, what we're doing, particularly with the coverages. And I think our blitz packages, we're still blitzing a lot, but I think that the league has figured out how to block up uh, and where we're blitzing from. Normally when we blitz, it's either Jordan Hicks and Ivan Pace up the A and B gaps, either one of them, sometimes both, or they're sending, um, Josh Metellus or Harrison Smith off one of the edges. The league has figured that out and they're blocking it better and we're not getting to the quarterback very much lately and it's leading to some big time passing games for guys like Jared Goff and Jordan Love and probably Jared Goff again tomorrow. So that that's an issue. Um, but uh, part of that again, is the speed of which those quarterbacks throw the ball. Yes. How quickly yep. they get it out of their hands. Yeah, for sure. Um, so th- those are those are three big issues. And the other one is that at the beginning of the year, you said it, I said it, I think everybody said it. They're like, it's great to get Brian Flores, but man, he doesn't have a whole lot of talent to work with. Uh, and that is still the case now, <laughs> Dave. As uh, Really, I think this defense has performed well above my expectations. Uh, you probably agree with that. But Daniil Hunter is a stud, even at 29. But after that, um, yeah, I, you know, Josh Metellus has played really well, a lot better than, you know, expected. Cam Bynum has played well. Harrison Phillips has played well. Um, so th- there's been some good things there. Ivan Pace has been really, uh, to, to me, he's been a solid player as an undrafted rookie. And I think he's only going to get better and better. And he's going to be a, I think a key player for this defense in the future. But outside of Hunter, like who's your blue chip guys? Uh, we don't have a blue chip guy at corner. Uh, we don't really have the the along the defensive line. Even though I like Harrison Harrison Phillips, uh, we don't have like a real guy. You got a you know a stud along the defensive the, that line. Uh, so again, talent matters. I think that Brian Flores has been again he squeezed about as much juice out of this defense as he as possible. And at some point in times and and at some point in time that get cut, catches up with you especially if you're playing against really good um defenses and even with the collapse lately dave the vikings still are 12th in the league in points uh, given up mm-hmm. i think there is still eighth in defensive dvoa um now tomorrow they might slip a little bit it'll we'll see how it goes but hey at the beginning of the season we were like man if flores just with the offense we have if flores could just get this defense to be like t- uh um, an average unit, fifteenth in the league, middle of the pack. Well, we are the, we. That's probably where the Vikings are going to lie. So I think Flores is, despite what's gone on, uh, you don't like to see it, but I think that Flores has done a hell of a job, and he, I hope he seems to be enjoying it. Hopefully, he is back next year because, um, uh, you know, if he's still got a that talent thing, like uh, he's got to get to a point where there's some guys we got to get rid of, like. If Flores shouldn't be having to start a Caleb Evans, who every team in the league picks on when he's out there, um, you've got guys like Andrew Booth Jr. We got to cut ties with him. Uh, like the most notable thing he's done in two seasons is start a fight <laughs> with uh, after the game with the Packers and whack Aaron Jones in the face. <laughs> well, let's watch it. Boom. All right. Now, actually, Booth did not hit Jones, a Packers player hit Jones. Um, Booth put, has his hand up there and has now got his uh, arm by his neck. But it was not the punch. The punch... Now, we're not going to see it here. This is the... Good video. This is like the Subruder film. Um, I'll run it back to the beginning because that's where it shows who actually hit Because I watched this and I went, wait a minute. All right, here we go. Starting from the beginning. All right, we see Aaron Jones. He walks up. Booth is already jawjacking with somebody. You see a hand fly and hit him in the face. Let's go back. Let's see. Boom, boom, boom. Getting in here, they're jaw jacking, and we missed it. I can't go one frame at a time. Boom, there's the hit. Right? You yeah. saw the hand. There's no way that's Boo's hand because it's not. 
It's the dude in a black hoodie. Or actually, it's, I think it's the guy in the green. Uh, no, the guy in the green was a coach or somebody trying to stop it. It was the guy in the black hoodie that hit him. And that guy in the black hoodie is a Green Bay Packers player. Yeah. The deal was he was trying to throw a punch at Booth and missed and hit Aaron Rodgers because Booth blocked it. And it hit, uh, not Aaron Rodgers, but um, the running back, Aaron. Aaron Jones. And it hit him. And then all hell breaks loose. After that. And then, of course, the big guys get in the middle of it and say, hey, yeah. no, no more of this shit. Um, but what Booth was doing over there jawjacking in the first place, I mean, it's the end of the game. Everybody's congratulating each other. Yeah. And then they go on to hug and, you know, great game, blah, blah, blah. You know, we'll see you on the golf course here in a couple of weeks. Blah. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, I uh, guys like like Andrew Booth Jr., I think it's it just not happening for him here. And uh, the sooner they move on for him, and the better. And so we're going to need, but I think like if Kwesi Adolfo can start drafting a little mm-hmm. bit better, uh, can hit on a free agent signing or two defensively in the offseason, I think that uh, I think we're going to like, and we can keep Brian Flores. I think we're going to like what Brian Flores does with this defense if he's got all the tools at his disposal that he needs, or at least more than he's got right now. Um, because talent on this side of the ball is an issue. And I think it's going to, it should be a high priority in the draft. If, you know, if we go for a quarterback high, that's fine. And then after that, it should be a whole lot of defense. And then throw in a running back somewhere in there. Yeah. 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 The but, needs keep piling up. Yes, they do. And that happens. It happens. Well, that brings us to theme three. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Vikings at the Lions. Jared Goff whispering sweet nothings into KOC's ear. <laughs> I beat you once, and I'm going to beat you again. <laughs> As normal, we start off with the slideshow. Ugly. Here's your injury reports. It is not nice. Vikings have already uh, called out Byron Murphy, Jalen Naylor, Theo Jackson, Jaqueline Roy, Brian O'Neill, and Makai Blackman. Um. Questionable are Ed Ingram and Christian Darisaw. In case you're counting, those are three of our starting five offensive linemen who are either out or might be out tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Now, but they're playing to win. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Quarterbacks, as I've always said, 80% of games are decided by who's the better quarterback. That is a no-brainer in this one. Jared Goff is the better quarterback. PFF has him eighth on their power ranking, and they have Nick Mullins at 21st. When you get into the detailed QB stats, you can see a huge difference here. The only difference where Mullins ranks better is under pressure and with big-time throws. That's because he loves to gun the football. Yep. Yeah. Well, he certainly tries a lot of big time throws, Dave. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's successful, and yeah. that goes to that 53.1 grade. But 
he sure tries, and he loves doing it. When it comes to offense versus defense, well, I'll zip through these because we saw these two weeks ago, but there has been some slight changes. Vikings offense 29th, defense on the Lions 18th per PFF. When we go to DVOA, it's not, uh, it's 23 for the Vikings offense. They went down and 13th for the Lions defense. Now, when we get to Elias, we dropped again. We're 12th on dropping to 12th. And that is because we're losing games and, you know, not playing as well. There's a, whereas the Lions defense is 15th. We have taken 43 sacks as the Vikings. We are 29th in uh, giveaways with 32 and a minus 10 differential. The story of the season, you cannot win games by turning over the football. Multiple times a game. Uh Uh-huh. Now, flipping the script, we have our defense versus their offense. And as you can see, our defense is 24th. It's dropped. Per PFF, their offense is power rank sixth. When we get to DVOA, our defense is dropped to eighth overall, and their offense is fifth overall. When we get to Elias Sports Bureau stats, when we're talking yards, we're dropping to 16th, and they are third. They are third for passing, fourth for rushing, and fifth for points. So that tells you that the Detroit offense is pretty good. Vikings offense is dropping. Wonder why. Um, <clears throat> our defense has, it ranks 15th middle of the pack with 42 sacks. Most of those, I want to say most of those, 15 and a half of those belong to Daniel Hunter himself. All the rest are mixed, a mixed bag. Uh, the Lions are favored by three and a half, and the over and under is 46. When we get to special teams, we went up actually a little bit. We're now 28th ranked, and they are the 19th ranked. However, they beat us in all but one category, and that category is kickoff returns. We are just barely above average. But we did go up in all of our stats on the left-hand side, except for punt return, which we dropped a little bit. So there's improvement by week 18. And that's your slideshow for today. And that brings us to Nick Mullins being name starter. It does. Um, it's going to be a bit of a different game preview, Dave, for me this week. Um, and a quicker one, too. because <laughs> Just because uh, we went over the quarterback situation, how I feel about that. Um, but uh, again... Nick Mullins in there. Uh, the, this game with him being in there, the game's going to be more palatable. Aaron, I agree with you. Uh, pretty much agree with you. <laughs> that, uh, and we'll get into that here a little bit later. Um, probably going to lose, but it's how we lose. I think that that's how I'm looking at things and what I'm going to be looking for. But I think the offense is going to be more palatable to watch for for us uh, tomorrow with Nick Mullins. He's going to sling the ball again. Hopefully, he he. And sling it to him. To him. I think he needs 120 some yards to get to a thousand. Uh, well, something that JJ can definitely do. And then Jordan Addison is another guy he needs a bit more work to do, but but uh, it's possible. But I think it's that possible. yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going to run. I think the well, normally we can't. And Detroit's, Detroit's been really great, defense but, is, against the run is ranked like third. So. Yeah. Yeah, so so they're going to have to pass if they want to move the ball, and I think they can do that. Uh, going to be a little bit harder if you don't have Brian O'Neill and Christian Darrisaw in there, but uh, um, and and so that's the Vikings' offense. I think they're going to be able with Mullins, and they're going to be able to put up enough points to make this game close, uh, closer than certainly it was last week against that team from Wisconsin. Um, but you know, having said that, when you're looking at things. Uh, hey, uh, we can't run the ball, and we're going against a really good run defense. That's a problem. Uh, we <laughs> the the pass protection has really gone south lately, and we might be down both starting tackles tomorrow, and maybe our starting right guard too. Uh, that's a problem. Uh, I wow. think that 
there's we're kind of good. Well, uh, that's from Foster. He's part of Bleachers to Speakers, the Fans First Sports Network's Detroit Lions team. And yes, they are pretty good. And so I'm glad you came over and hopped on there, Foster. Good to see you, my friend. <laughs> the so the, there's those things. The defense has has really uh, again we went over it in the previous thing. The defense has been faltering of lately, love late. Uh, I think the best chance for the Vikings to win this game uh, is if Jared Goff somehow gets hurt early in the game, and <laughs> they got to bring in our old pal Teddy Bridgewater, who could be play, who'd be playing his last regular season game because he says he's retiring now after this year. So that would be our best chance to, to win this one. Uh, with Goff not being in there. I don't really see that with, uh, I, I wouldn't wish that on him anyway. Uh, and I don't see with their offensive line, how that's going to happen. So uh, how many people played, how many people still on the team played with Teddy? Harrison Smith. Yeah. Daniel Hunter. Daniel Hunter. Was uh, I don't think that was DePala wasn't on the team. Maybe no, he was. He was. And that would be Harrison Smith. Um, no, O'Neill was 2018. He was drafted, so Teddy was gone by then. So it's just Hunter and and Harrison Smith. Not many. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that I think. Again, the Vikings need a whole bunch of things to happen for them to. They got to win. They need a whole things things to, to happen after that to to get get the playoff spot. But really, they're going to lose. <laughs> Just, well, and probably the only way we see Teddy is if it's a blowout. Yeah, blowout early. And that is Either what. Scares, and that is what really scares me about that is that uh, I don't want to see. Last week was very demoralizing watching what we watched, both offensively and defensively. And and like I have to say, um, now injuries have been like Kevin O'Connell, injuries have been an issue. They've really impacted the team. They've impacted what Kevin O'Connell can do with this team. Uh, but fans don't really care about that. And if you look at it, um, has he done a good coaching job this year? I think with what's happened, you'd you it'd be hard to argue no, but uh when you look at the Cleveland Browns and what Kevin Stefanski has done, they've, they've been in a lot of the same, a lot of similar things have happened to them. You know, they've had lots of injuries to key guys, Nick Chubb going down. He's done for the year. They've, they've lost to Sean Watson. They've, they're on their fourth quarterback. They brought Joe Flacco back from the scrap heap. Uh, uh, They've had their offensive line has had all kinds of injury problems this year. And yet they are in the playoffs. Uh, Kevin O'Connell got it, or sorry, Kevin Stefanski got it done. Kevin O'Connell, it looks like he's not going to get it done. And so that starts tomorrow. What I want to see is that um, I don't, obviously, I've said it, I don't think the Vikings have much of a chance in hell of winning this one. But even if you don't win, I want to see what the effort is like tomorrow. I want to see how they compete. Uh, We did not see a team that was competitive against that team from Wisconsin. It was, you know, it was just awful to see. And I'm going to be looking at the players. How energized are they for this game? Uh, what are they? Does it look like? Do the, does the team, especially if things get bad or, or tough, are they going to quit? Are they going to not put in the effort that you expect professional football players to make during the game? And, and if, they, if they start doing those things, if the effort isn't there, if the energy isn't there, if, they, if they're playing sloppy, if they look disinterested, that that is something that reflects on the guys that were leading your coaches who are leading the team and it reflects on Kevin O'Connell. And I'm going to start having questions about is his message getting through this team now at this point in time? Well, last year was a lot different than this year. And so I've got, you know, I've got some concerns, but with, if they have a real flat, terrible performance tomorrow, uh, that's going to really leave me very concerned about the direction of this team under Kevin O'Connell going into 2024. Um, and now the off seasons can always create things like, you know, people get excited about the draft. They get excited about some of the free agency that happens. You get into OTAs, it's a fresh start, all that stuff. And some of the stuff, uh, the things that happened the previous season kind of get forgotten, but they won't be forgotten by me if the Vikings really lay an egg tomorrow. And, you know. Yeah, but if three-fifths of the offensive line's out, we already know half the defense is out. 
Well, you can't can't expect a win, but what you can hope for is everybody that's in there is playing their heart out. Yes, yes. But if they aren't, that's where that's a problem Uh, because (laughs) you cannot play half-assed in the NFL. Uh, It's probably dangerous for you on the field to do so, but it's also embarrassing and you're not going to be competitive at all. And when players play half-assed, again, it's probably because they don't really agree with where the team's going under the with the coaches that they've got. Uh, that would be very disappointing to see from only in his second year as a head coach if that's happening tomorrow with Kevin O'Connell for the Vikings team with Kevin O'Connell as their head coach. And it's going to get, you know, I got to admit, Dave, like, like I'm a dumb, fickle fan, right? But after what I saw last week against that team from Wisconsin, how badly we played, and then I watched the college football semifinals, and I watch what Jim Harbaugh is accomplishing with the Michigan Wolverines. <laughs> and, you know, I, I got to admit, I started thinking, you know, what if? Did we make the right choice? Like, <laughs> did we make the right choice not hiring the guy who's won everywhere he's been and taking a guy who'd never been a head coach in the NFL before? Wow, um, I don't I don't Rumor wanna. was we were, and then it got torpedoed by one of the owners' group, minority owner. So tomorrow, win, lose, or draw, Vikings got to, for me, they got to play hard. They got to show up. Everybody's got to be like giving it like they're playing in the Super Bowl. And if there's guys that aren't and they look, they're missing tackles because they're, they're doing the Olays because they're thinking about well, next season and, one of, and all of this, that, and the other thing, and they're checking out, I'm not going to be, I'm going to have, again, I'm going to have concerns about, where this team is headed and who's leading them. And that guy that's leading them is Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah, nothing's going to happen. He's going to be here next year. Yes, so. he will. That's not the question. The question is, when he's here next year, is he the guy that can reverse what has happened yep. this year? Which is, right now, you're on, you're on as, you know, all the good things you did in the middle of the season. Right now, you're on the, the track to lose six of your last seven games. Uh-huh. That ain't good, no matter how many injuries you have. But it happens. 2016 was yes. a prime example, and they turned around and went to the NFC Championship in 2017. It's true. We got to think of those things for sure. Now, however this game turns out tomorrow, I guarantee those that are watching – we will turn to the big QB debate. Um, it is coming. We do have opinions on it. Yes. I know you have opinions on it. We will try to also educate you as we go on on Vikings First and Skull. As you see, we had our second Skull Search episode looking at Chop Robinson this week. If you haven't seen it, go look. He's a defensive end, edge rusher. Out of pit, and boy, would I love to have him on the team. Uh, he's projected going the first round, probably low first round. That's my guess. But all that plays in. We are going to be looking at the quarterbacks, our own in-house talent evaluator who writes for the Draft Network is Tyler Fornis. He's the one that's going to be breaking those down. We also hope to have some other draft experts as we work our way up to the draft. So you're going to get to see all of that. Plus, Tyler Fornis is going down to Mobile. We hope to get him out to the Combine as well. Reporting direct from Vikings First and Skull to you on what all's going on. So we're going to get into that. It's going to be hot and heavy. We'll get into the Kirk Cousins versus draftee arguments. We'll get into we need the defense. Where on the defense do we need to focus? We'll get into we need a running back. Are we going to grab a running back? Because none of them this year seem to have done worth a shit. Right? We had one start, a number one starter. Next one comes up, he gets hurt after looking great. And then the third one comes up, and he's hot and cold. So... All that's going to be discussed, and it is in the future. But for today, Saturday, week 18, we still have some football to be played. So 
There's games this, this afternoon, which will be entertaining, or one this afternoon, one tonight, and then tomorrow we have our game at noon, and most of the country gets to see it if they use their over-the-air viewing. It's a major Fox showing tomorrow, and we'll be here live at the two-minute warning to watch those final two minutes with you and to react at how the game went. And if we lose, then we're watching scores to see, hey, where are we in the draft order? If we win, we're watching scores to see, hey, do we have a chance to make the playoffs? Either way, it's going to be a fun day tomorrow, and I highly encourage you to come over and join us, like I said, live at the two-minute warning when we go live. It's a blast. Definitely stay into that one. mm -hmm. Anyways, any last words there, buddy? Um, do want to just say uh, tomorrow might be the last Vikings football game of anything for eight months. Um, so we could be into a but again, two old bloggers, first and skull. We're going to be there for you to talk Vikings football every week, every week in the off season. And just as a, I, I want to thank everybody who stuck with us here this year during the you know this tough season and 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 been tuning in. Thanks, Mary, especially you. Uh, been tuning in to listen to us for the since we moved to the new platform. And grow, the um, mm-hmm. and grow the channel. Uh, just appreciate you guys so much. And just want to let you know that uh, Dave and I have been talking about we're we're looking at uh, tweaking the show uh, format a little bit. So there could be some new uh, uh, new format, new uh, types of uh, segments that we'll be running, and not just using. Going to try to freshen things up a little bit. So uh, wait for that and see what's coming. Might be happening here in the next month or so. We'll see. Now, after after every season, we go through and we evaluate. And inputs from you guys help. What would you yes. like to see? So, Yep, you probably got better ideas than I do. <laughs> Anyways, what do we say? We say, Skull Vikings and beat the Lions. Even though I don't think we will. <laughs> Skull Vikings. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell. And rate us on your favorite podcast aggregator. Darren and Dave, thank you for watching this episode of Two Old Bloggers. We look forward to seeing you on every show on the new Vikings First and Skull. You can find our podcasts as part of the Fans First Sports Network. Sports takes for the fan, from the fan. Skull, everybody! Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This has been a Vikings First and Skull production. Part of the Fans First Sports Network.